morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom. We're have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning we're going to finish chapter 8 of Proverbs, so let's pray and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Be glorified as we study your word. God, teach us new stuff. Help us to learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so the last portion of this, honestly, there's a lot of repetitive a lot of repetitive stuff that we are seeing in Proverbs, and it's understandably so. Um, you have to be repetitive, and that's one thing I've learned even in, in preaching. Um, being repetitive with things, that's when things really start to sink in, honestly. And uh, even for me, as I prepare for a sermon, I reiterate the same truth in my mind and on my notes over and over again to make sure I'm fully getting the whole concept of it. And I try to look at it from different angles and perspectives and analogies and metaphors. And uh, you do that so the truth sinks in. And that's, that's part of the process of writing the word on the tablet of your heart, binding its words around your neck. That's really what it's talking about. Like you, you, you penetrate through the, the fluff into the core foundational principle of what the truth is trying to teach us and you do whatever you have to do from whatever metaphor perspective that you need to make in order to grasp that truth and so Solomon he's doing a lot of repetitive speech here in regards to the the main truth that he is trying to relay to the readers and it's the same with these last few verses here in Proverbs 8. So let's go ahead and read, and we'll talk about it. And I'm sorry, but I'm probably going to sound like a broken record. And now, O oh sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life, and it tames favor from the Lord. But who? But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. I can't help, and this is focusing on verse 35 and 36, but I can't help but think of a New Testament passage when I read these two verses. Um, Jesus says to his disciples, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's essentially the same thing. He pretty much says to them, he who finds his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Okay? Verse 35 and 36 is the that's the first thing that pops into my head when I read this. And it's and it's very it's practically saying the same thing that Jesus said. Just it's in the Old Testament, it's written in Hebrew. We're translating from Hebrew instead of Greek, like like the, the verse in the New Testament. But it's pretty much the same concept. It's the same idea. And it kind of is summing up everything he was talking about in chapter 8. And it really, again, again, is, is rooted in Proverbs 1-7. Okay, it's rooted in the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Okay, so whoever finds me finds life. If we think about verse 1-7, Proverbs 1-7, that wisdom is fearing God. That's the start. That's the first step in being wise is submitting to God's authority, submitting to God and being obedient to him. That's what Jesus is saying um, 
in the New Testament. He who loses his life will find it. Who finds his life will lose it. In other words, what he's talking about is the one who looks for purpose and meaning in the material world, in stuff, in anything other than God, will only be left empty-handed in the end. He'll lose his life. He's not talking about the physical death that we are all going to face, okay? That's, that's not what's being talked about here. He's talking about eternal life. He who looks for his own life, he, that's his main goal, is to make himself happy, and he chases after everything else this world has to offer. In the end, he's going to be an empty husk. His soul is just going to be empty and lifeless. It's going to be death. Hell is often associated with death. Okay, so if we apply this to the gospel, the idea is that if you reject Jesus Christ, that means you are embracing hell. You are embracing death, essentially, the death of your soul, all right, because you have an eternal soul, but to be spending an eternity in hell is likened to death. That is considered death in Scripture. Yet to embrace Jesus Christ, to accept the gospel message, to surrender to him as Lord, is to choose life. And the idea is that if you're willing to reject all the material things that this world has to offer, and I'm not saying you just, I'm not saying that you give everything away and you become a hermit and go live in a cave. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in your heart, if you, even though you have those things, they are not anywhere near as valuable in your heart as your relationship with God. If you put God first, if you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, if you have the fear of the Lord, respect for God, that is your greatest treasure, okay, then you find life. In other words, if you were to lose all those material things, at the end of the day, you still have peace, you still have joy, you're still blessed in your heart because your greatest possession is not taken from you, okay? That's something eternal. That's something that lasts forever. You see, Solomon's wise because he's thinking ahead. He's, he's prudent. He's thinking of the things to come. He's thinking eternally. He's not thinking of the here and now. He's thinking of his soul, and he wants to lay up his treasures in heaven where moth and rust and cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in and steal, okay? That's his process of thinking, and that is wise. That is a very smart thing to do for people to think of their eternal soul in regards to how they live their life and, and the choices that they make. That's exactly what verse 35 is referring to. Whoever finds me finds eternal life, eternal life and attains favor from the Lord. Obviously, God's gonna, you're going to have favor from God if you follow the greatest commandment. If you love God with all your heart, of course, he's going to look down and he's going to find favor upon you. If you fear him, which means you respect him and his authority and surrender to him, he's going to favor you. The Lord's going to be pleased with you. The one who fails to find him, the one who chases after things in this world, is going to injure himself. And if you hate wisdom, which wisdom is, loving God with all your heart, then you love death, eternal death. You're choosing eternal death over eternal life by rejecting, surrendering to God as Lord of your life. That's, that's pretty much what verse 35 and 36 are saying. Okay. Now, there's one other thing I want to point out before we finish here. This term blessed. Now, we know 
In the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5, we have the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is giving the sermon, and he gives all these statements of blessed is the man who does this, blessed is the one who does this, blessed is the one who does this. What does blessed mean? What does that mean? Well, in Scripture, the term blessed means happy, joyful, at peace, satisfied, okay? All of those words, that whole idea, that concept of being content. So read it that way. Content, joyful, at peace are those who keep my ways. Hear my instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. At peace, satisfied, content is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates. Okay, this is wisdom talking. Wisdom saying the one who seeks me is going to find peace in this life. They're going to find contentment. They're not going to always feel like they have to chase after other things to be happy. They're not going to feel like it's this treadmill, this endless running towards something. They're going to find true purpose and meaning in their life if they find wisdom. Okay, what is wisdom again? We've already talked about it. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the greatest commandment. The wisest thing a person can ever do is surrender to the God of the universe. Call him Lord and be obedient to his word. Okay, what's his commands? Well, one big command is that you should trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you do that, you have eternal life, as Scripture tells us. So those who seek life through Jesus Christ and call the God of the universe Lord, they're going to be blessed. They're not going to need or want for anything else. They're not going to be a hamster on a wheel, just running away, chasing after the next hit, the next um, thing that, that feels like it gives them joy and peace only to, to fade away in time. They will truly be blessed and satisfied. Those who find wisdom will be content. They will be happy, joyful, satisfied, find peace. They will find life. So Proverbs 8, 32 through 36 is essentially retaught in the New Testament by Jesus Christ. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who finds his life will lose it. It's the same concept here. It's pretty cool to see that. And I don't doubt, I don't doubt at all that as Jesus was saying that, he was thinking about this. He was thinking about this passage because it's practically the same thing. All right, thank you for joining me this morning. I hope this blessed you. It really blessed me as I studied this. It was really awesome to see that connection between Old Testament and New Testament. It always is. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Remember, seek first the kingdom of God, and God's going to take care of everything else. As long as you're loving him with all your heart, be blessed. Don't worry about anything else. You're good. you got the greatest treasure. Have a good day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.